going on, everybody? Welcome back into the podcast. Happy to see you. Happy to have you here. Uh, today, my guest is very, very special, an actual member currently of the LAPD and an actual current member of the influencer basketball community on social media. Uh, he's a beast, trick shot cop, nothing, nothing more to say than that. He is the cop you see in all the videos going viral on social media. He's looking out for people. He's hitting backwards half-court shots. Uh, he's one of the good ones. Enjoy. My friends, welcome into another episode of The Buster Show. Today, we have an absolute legend and a perfect person to have on this week. Trickshot cop. What what what's the best way to describe what you do? Introduce you. I'm gonna let you take the floor first. Uh, I mean, what I do is I just use my I guess talents to uh, bridge the gap between uh, the community and police officers. Because you know I'm a regular person, as you see, I don't have a uniform on, but all the things that I do, that's that's who I am. You know what I mean? And uh, but I'm a police officer, so I want to show, you know, the, the people, the communities that, hey, you know what, we're regular people, too. You know, I, I do what I can to, you know, uh, involve myself within the community, treat everybody the right way with respect. And then, but at the same time, because I'm a police officer, I know we're supposed to be super serious all the time. That's what everybody thinks. But we can be who we are at work. We don't have to change up who we are. And that's why, you know, I'm not afraid to show me messing up or, you know, act goofy. I do my dental reviews. <laughs> you know, because I just want to, you know, bring a light side to, uh, you know, show people there's a lighter side to, you know, uh, police officers in general, you know, that we can be, you know, we are normal people and it doesn't define who we are. You well, know man, I mean? I'm, I'm such a fan. We've been connected on social for a while now. I don't think we've ever met in person. No, we, we missed uh, the last time you were out here. I couldn't make it over there. So... <laughs> But I'm 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 a fan, and I know I know we'll make it happen. Absolutely. But, um, but at what point did you decide to start? Because this is who you are. This is who you have been. But social media hasn't always been there. At what right. point did you decide to start putting some of these trick shots, putting some of these donut reviews on social? Uh I want to say probably about two years ago. Actually, two years ago was like the first post that I ever put of me doing a trick shot when I was in uniform. Uh, before that, I did do uh, trick shots. You know, I, I would post them every so often, and it was just something I just kind of stumbled upon. It's not mm -hmm. something I knew for a long time. Maybe about a year before that, I learned how to do, you know, just started messing around. I was like, oh, I can kind of make these shots, and it's not that difficult. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I used to be a recruiter, so I would go out to different locations to talk to people and, you know, let them know about recruitment events. You know, we're hiring, things like that. And one of my recruitment locations was actually a rec center. So when we were over there and Very the person, convenient. yeah, they're playing basketball. So I, I struck up a conversation with one of the guys while they were finishing up. And he told me that, you know, he's like, oh, I play baseball, but I have made a backwards uh, basketball shot before. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got, I'm going to show you something. And mind you, I'm in uniform and I've never, you know, done that before while I was in uniform. So uh, I made I got the ball, um, tried twice. First one I missed. Second one made full court backward shot. Yeah. 
and somebody was recording it and they went they went nuts uh my department got a hold of it and once they got a hold of it it made national news no way so what was your reaction all that was going down um i mean it was it was good exposure i guess for me the biggest thing was because i was always hesitant to even you know let people know on social media that you know, I was a police officer because I never posted anything of me in uniform or anything. Interesting. I just, just did me, you know. But once I saw the positive response, that kind of, uh, I guess, opened the door for me to say, okay, I, I guess it is cool for me to, you know, show that, you know, I do cool things and I'm a police officer at the same time. So I got that, I put it up, and, you know, the response you know it's been positive pretty much so you know my department's behind me as well that's amazing what were some of the other cops responses because not every cop you know not every cop is bad but also not every cop can make a backwards half court trick shot exactly so (laughs) you know oh you're just you know you have people who want to say certain things and you know uh, oh that's all you do i'm like that's not what i'm doing you know because I started doing things off duty, you know, I'm not at work when I'm doing these things, you know, but I see how the positive impact it has. So I'm like, you know what, I'll spend some of my time, you know, I'll throw my uniform and I'll make these shots, I'll post it. And my department actually, you know, pulled me in on the meeting and said, hey, we love what you're doing. You say you're making us look really well. You know, you're, you know, connected with the community. The community loves you. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Because I would never, anything that I post, I basically make a scene in my mind, okay, if a little kid could watch it, then I, I'm good to post it. You 100%. Know, I, yeah. Bro, you're making cops look epic. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing you could possibly do. So now, now, where would you like to take this? Like, what is your goal? What is your vision? Do you just want to unite everybody in the country and make them realize that not all cops are bad? Like, what, what, what do you want to see happen? Uh, honestly, especially because of what's been going on, you know, just to be able to, you know, have more of a voice within the community and uh, within, you know, the, the the people who are, you know, so against law enforcement, you know, and they don't see these sides and they all they see is the negative aspects. You know, a lot of times I try and reach out to a lot of different people. You know, I'll try and send them my videos like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, we're not all, you know. I understand where you're coming from because all they do, the media, they, they put all the negative uh, videos out there and they just maybe put like a, a two second clip, but we don't have a full clip because they want to drive that narrative of, you know, the police brutality and all the negative aspects when it comes to law enforcement. But there's a lot of things that we do that we don't even talk about. You know, there's so many things that uh, I've done and I'm not going to put everything that I do on social media because that's not who I am. I'm not here to say, hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing. I just want to show you some of the things that I do because, I, you know, I involve, I involve myself in the community and I actually just take time to talk to people. And I think that that's a, a very vital thing that, you know, as a police officer, you need to do. You need to take, let's say it's even two minutes, you know. Yeah. Hey, how's your day going? That's five seconds, you know. Hey, how's your day going? Most likely, I mean, even if you're not even, you know, going to a call, you see somebody, I wave at every, if somebody's on the street, it doesn't matter who it is, I, I wave at them, throw them the peace sign, like, hey, what's up? You know, and there are people that look at me like, who is this cop just waving at you Right. Know? But that's just who I am. You're spot on with that. Yeah, because, I mean, 
I, I know how it is. You know, even before I was a police officer, when I'm not working, you know, I, I still understand how it is. You know, you, you drive by a cop, you're like, am I going to get pulled over or what? You know, so I, I definitely understand that. So for me, if I if I make eye contact with somebody, anytime I make eye contact with police, you kind of get a little nervous. That's just, I understand that. I've done it numerous times. So for me, when I'm in uniform, I'm working, I'm going to just throw a wave, throw a peace sign up, like, hey, how you guys doing? You know, give them a head nod. So they're like, okay, cool. Now I don't have to be as apprehensive as I would have been. Oh, is he going to turn around and pull me over? Oh, no, he's just saying what's up. You know? Right. Because if it's not negative, there's no reason for it not to be positive. Exactly. And a lot of times people, they have, some people, they don't really have a lot of interactions or with the police. So if I'm going to have an interaction with you, I'm going to make it a positive one because they can go and tell somebody else, like if somebody's upset, like, man, this cop stopped me. Man, I just met this cool cop the other day, man. He just, he waved to me. He said, what's up? We had a conversation. Yeah. I, was like, I never knew that. You know, and I've, I've had people say that to me before, like, I've never met a uh, cop like you. And I'm like, I'm just being me. You know, I'm not trying to force anything. Nothing's ever, you know, trying to press up and, like, prove a point. I'm just like, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to say what's up to you. We could talk. You know, if you got an issue, we could talk about that, too. I'll address it. I don't have an issue with that. You know, and I think that's the other thing. You know, not having that patience and actually having that ear to listen to people goes a long way as well. What do you think, in addition to that, um, the police force in general can do to make things better? Like, in your ideal world, um, is everybody a half-court trick shot shooting? Like, what, what is the answer? And, okay, and I'll say this, because before I was doing all the basketball shots and everything, like, this is who I was from day one when I just first got onto the department. Mm. You know, I would always just say hello, talk to people. And this is who I was. I didn't change the way I interacted with people. The only thing that changed was, okay, now I'm doing basketball shots, but the way I respected people, the way I treated people has always been the same. And I think that, you know, if you can approach somebody and have the, I guess, have the idea or concept of, you know what, this is probably the first time I've ever seen you in my life. So whatever it is that you're saying to me, you're saying because you're probably upset for maybe another interaction you've had with a police officer, or maybe you're having a bad day, or whatever it is, so you can't take it personal. And I think that as a, as a police officer, I've never taken anything personal, and I've always remained professional. Because we're, I mean, our job is for public safety, to interact with the public, keep them safe, and give them, I mean, if we're not the ones, if you see us and like, oh man, it's the police, like, I don't want to live in a city where you're always scared of the police. I want to drive by and, oh, let's please, hi, how you doing? You know? Yeah, like it's the ice cream guy or something. <laughs> you know, in the ideal world, I know it's not, I know it's not possible, you know, but in some small, smaller cities it is, but, you know, I, I work for LAPD and there, there's 10,000 of us. Wow. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, I just try and, you know, be who I am and, you know, I just made sergeant, so I'm a supervisor now. So, now I can try and, thank you, um, I can try and, you know, send the vibes out. You know, hey, guys, when, I, you know, when I'm sitting in roll call and talking to them, like, hey, guys, just, you know, if you get a chance, just, you know, say hello to people. You know, it only takes, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to say how you, you know, ask someone how their day is doing and, you know, just 
try and give them a different spin on their perception of who a police officer is. I think that's the biggest thing. That's a really great point. What what has the last few weeks been like? Because I know you, this is you, you were telling me before, this is like your first time off. Yeah, I had a couple of days off uh, last week, but it was, I mean, I was so burnt out. You know, I worked 12 yeah. days straight and, you know, working 12 to 15 hour shifts and, you know, a couple hours of sleep and you're back up and getting ready to go at it. So, um, it sounds like you're playing in the league, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> Seriously, like you gotta go here and there. I mean, it was it was straight chaos. It was it was straight chaos. We we're out there, and you know, there's you know, there's nothing wrong with you know letting your voice be heard. You know, because there's still demonstrations going on. I was at one yesterday, and there were you know 400 people walking through the streets, but they were peaceful. There were no issues, and all we did we just followed and make sure they didn't get hit by cars, and that was it. We made sure that the path was open for them. It was clear. They got to do what they did and everything is fine. But when you get the, you know, the agitators in there and they want to start, you know, try and get us to re to react. Now, like, oh, we got a cop to do something. Now you got the crowd agitated. Now you got people throwing rocks at us, bottles. And, you know, they were taping M80s together in big chunks and tossing them at us. And, yeah, it was it was wild. It was wild. Um, do you think those are two, like, completely separate people, though? Yeah, because now I feel now we, we have the people who actually uh, are there for the right cause. They're still they're still going to work. They're still out there, you know, uh, meeting up at City Hall, you know, marching around City Hall. And they're very peaceful. You know, they they don't you know, they want their voice to be heard. And I I mean, I I I can't say anything against that. I respect that, you know, because that's their right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you're safe as well. I mean, it sounds crazy from before. Yeah, yeah, it was it was hectic. On a more lighthearted subject, I want to talk donuts with you for a minute. All right. Where where's the best like not where's the best donut, but how do you rank the donut spots in LA? If I'm going to LA, I can only get one donut. Where am I going? Right. Uh the way I do, I mean, I I used to Man, I love donuts. My dad, I blame my dad because I remember he took me to my first donut shop and I was like, wow. I think the first donut I ever had was like a, a twist. Okay. Like, Interesting. Twist. They're like the first donut I ever had. And I think I had a maple bar. I love maple. So, you know, anytime I'm, you know, rating a donut, it's, it's my rating. You know, I can't, you know. You can't speak for others. <laughs> right. Right. I can't tell everybody, hey, you got to do this because I love maple and you know, some people may hate maple. I know people that are like, man, I hate maple. You know, I would never eat a maple bar. I'm like, okay, you know, to each his own. You know, if you like chocolate, there you go. You know, me, maple's up here, chocolate's a little, you know, down here. Wow, that's bold. That's yeah. an, I feel that's like that's me. I respect it. I respect yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I won a donut eating contest before, and I won a year's supply of donuts. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. So... How many donuts did you have to eat to win that thing? Uh, six in a minute. That's impressive. <laughs> That's they were, they were fresh donuts, too. That's impressive, bro. I, I didn't even know that the donuts. All Dunkin' Donuts donuts? Or... They were glazed. They uh -huh. were like, you know, good-sized glazed donuts. Respect. <laughs> yeah. So I went there because I thought I was just going to get free donuts. They're like, don't eat any I'm like, shoot, let me drive by and get a couple free donuts. And, yeah. you know, that's my breakfast. But... <laughs> they said you could possibly win a hundred dollars. 
So I'm like, forget it. I got there. It was like, I was like the last person to go. And uh, I ended up winning. So I'm like, cool. I got free donuts and I'm, I won 100 bucks. So then these people told me to walk inside. I went in their office. They handed me this thick envelope. And inside the envelope were vouchers for donuts. Each one was for a dozen donuts. And they were all dated. So I got two dozen donuts a week for a year. <laughs> so you do the math on that. It's over 1,000 donuts. Yeah, if you had a nutritionist, bro, they would not... They would have been happy with that. <laughs> yeah. So it was. So what I did, I said, well, usually I always have my go to donuts at the time. But now I get these free donuts. I'm like, you know, what? let me try that donut. Let me try this donut. I would go to different donut shops and, you know, different locations. It was Winchell's. So different ones had different donuts. So I started just, you know what? Let me just taste test all these different donuts. Like I never tried this one. Let me try it. And it kind of went from there. So I knew what donuts taste like. Now I could tell the difference in the dough, and it was crazy. I just. But you mentioned earlier, and this is a little bit controversial, that you put maple above chocolate. I do. That's just me. So I know a lot of people probably get offended by that because I know chocolate <laughs> is like the, you know, for everybody else. But I've always been. I've always put strawberry atop atop the pedestal. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know what? When it gets to like the fruity flavors, there's strawberry. But I've had a donut that had orange glaze on top, and it was amazing. That's a very rare donut. Exactly. And that's the reason why it was very rare. So I can't really say, oh, if you get an orange one, you'll love it, because I think that was just a real uh, specific place that did that. <laughs> but I've had, I've had crazy donuts. I've had people make me donuts before. Really? Yeah. I, I was like, I would get an apple fritter. And I said, hey, can you put um, people maple on top? They looked at me like I was crazy, and, but they did it. And that was the most amazing donut I've ever had. So, But for all you people who love chocolate, if you like apple fritters, just try and throw some chocolate on it and see how it tastes. You might like it. I don't know. Very interesting. Now, I have to ask, are you an NBA fan? Oh, you know it. Now, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the league should come back? Do you think the league shouldn't come back? bubble ideas going around town yeah i mean they i look at it they already got the ball rolling you know I, i've talked to a lot of people about it i was on the phone with my buddy yesterday and you know there's people who are actually looking forward to it you know and i i can't say that it would be um a distraction that would take away from the you know from the issues that are you know on hand mm -hmm. i think that it's something that because me personally right now is just hard to, it's just like you, people need a break, a mental break. You know, it's just being force fed by the media. Like this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. And, you know, I see people putting a post about, Hey, you know, make sure, you know, you check your mental health. Mm -hmm. Well, checking your mental health is doing something, breaking the focus on the negativity that you're just being force fed. Now let's move it to something that's positive. The NBA coming back, that's a positive. You know, that's a definite positive. You know, something to cheer for. Now you're getting your, you know, your hopes up. Now you're like, you know, some people probably haven't smiled in, you know, months. You know, especially because we've been inside. The, yeah. the you know? You're definitely right about that. And, you know, there are a couple guys that don't want to play, but like, LeBron wants to go, you know? 
Patrick Beverly said, hey, if LeBron hooping, we all hooping. Yeah, so if guys like that say they're ready to go, I know Harden and Westbrook are ready to go. You They've know. been working. So, you know, at the end of the day, if, if those guys, if some guys don't want to go, they don't, they shouldn't have to, you know, if they're scared. They, they don't have to. They already put it out there. Like, hey, you're, you're not obligated to if you don't want to. Yeah, and the team should be able to pick up other guys. So, you know. And they, they expand the roster to 17, right? Uh, I don't, I would have to fact check that, but I know if a guy doesn't play, they're guaranteed able to pick somebody up. So like the J.R. Smiths, Nick Young's, Lance Stevenson to keep an eye out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, at least they were able to, you know, come up with a plan to, you know, get the league back up and running instead of just being a lost season. Cause that, I know that would hurt for a lot of people, especially like LeBron and AD, you know, LeBron more than I would say anybody else, because, you know, he's on top of his game. You know, they were, they were putting in work, and then the season just got halted. So for him, you know, he, you know, he, the clock is ticking. So, you know, for him to just go through a wasted season, I know that would be really detrimental to him. And I, I think that's that's another thing that's on his mind. You know, he's like, we, we got to get it back because, you know, you got to strike where the iron's hot, especially right now. Definitely. And and one of my points, too, is like for these NBA guys that are worried about um, it interfering with their own efforts to help the movement. I think that because their platform originally came from the NBA, when the NBA is happening, it only makes their platform bigger. Whereas when you look at guys that retire, for example, NBA players that retire, their voice is a lot smaller than when they were playing. Right. immediately yeah and the longer there is without basketball the smaller their voice gets not to mention the fact that they will be earning a ton of money which they can feel free to donate it to any cause that they support hey, hey you know what that's a good idea you know if you're if you really want to you know help make a difference well now you're paying now you're playing and you're gonna pay it again you can donate as much as you'd like to support these causes you know and that was a really good point because majority of players you know, unless you're a, a megastar, you're like the LeBrons and the Kobe's, like the people that are actually, you know, they're they're regard they're like generational. You know, they're they're beyond, they're transcending basketball. So for them, even even if they stop playing, they're still going to be relevant. But for majority of the league, your pedestals right now. So you have to use your you know your or your, use your platform to get have your voice be heard and. And your voice is really going to be heard when they see you working, they see you playing basketball because, you know, and, and it's, if you weren't playing basketball, you wouldn't be in this position, you know, so now you got to use your position to, you know, like I said, bring these things up and that's what they're doing. So, hey, let, let's, let's not forget why we were here in the first place because of the NBA. Totally. And I, I think, you know, the second basketball comes back, I was, I was looking at the, um, numbers for nascar and the ufc two sports that came back pretty quickly or ufc didn't take a break they just did it on an island um which is a savage move but they did it and they're like right but the numbers were insane so you have to imagine when the nba comes back it's just going to be tenfold from an attention standpoint media is going to be covering it people like us are going to be going crazy watching some of it um and then you know, after a player drops 40 in their post-game speech, you know, they're like, that's all they should be talking about. 
Don't talk about the game. That's your platform. Exactly. Now you got that voice. Hey, what do you think about today's game? It was good, but let's not forget, you know. Now you got the mic right in front of you. You have the microphone. You got national attention. How many people are watching you? Because people are going to watch every single second of NBA action. I don't care if it's an interview. I don't care if it's, you know, pregame, postgame, during timeouts, whatever it is. They're going to be fixed to that because it's been gone for so long. There, people are itching just for any new NBA content because now it's like everybody's just recycling old stuff and like, well, we need something new. We need something relevant. You know, it's like I said, people are watching uh, anything they can that's going on right now. Like, I remember we, the first the first thing back was cornhole on ESPN. <laughs> like <laughs> they were televising cornhole on national TV, and like these little kids with masks and like their moms were sitting like right there. So funny. Yeah, good <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, bro, I think you know, Joe. <laughs> yeah, they got to make it happen because we can't. If it doesn't happen, then it's just going to be this negative cycle. And I, I like what you mentioned. I want to touch on it again of people, you know, needing to pay attention to their mental health because of, you know, the just overwhelming negativity. And most people, they spend hours a day on social media. And you know what social media does in general, let alone times like this. It creates this idea in your mind because especially, I mean, the more you fixate on social media – the less you're, you, you have this focus, you know, your blinders are on and you, you, you forget about what's really going on around you, you know? So if you're just fixated on, especially if you just follow a certain number of pages, if you're not really out there just kind of seeing what's going on for yourself, it's like negativity, negativity, negativity. Now your mindset is, well, you're starting to take on a negative mindset, you know? And and I, it's not to detract from what's going on, but we still have to understand that, you know, you're, you need, uh, you need a release, you need a break. You have to, you know, and just, just like for us, I mean, we were working so many days straight. Some guys were working, you know, 15, 16 days straight. And, you know, our department said, okay, we're going to go to a schedule where you at least get a couple of days off just to get a breather because, you know, the longer you, you know, are in that state, now your your body starts to shut down. Your mental capacity is just like an overload, you know? If your car starts to overheat, you need to, you need to stop it so it can cool down. It's the yeah. same thing. Now, what do you think people can do, you know, to find that break until things like the NBA? Like, how, how are you able to find your own, you know, mental break? Well, for me, the gym just opened back up, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. Blood flow is the best, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, get out and parks are open. You know, fortunately, you know, things are starting to open up again. So, you know, just get out there and, you know, just like I said, blood flow, get some kind of exercise. You know, if you're able to meet up with some friends, just enjoy, you know, some time together. So that way you're, you know, you're taking away. You do need to, I don't want to say a distraction, but you need to, you know, turn your, your focus somewhere else. You know, I'm, I'm not saying because distraction can be, you know, deemed as kind of negative, but you can shift your focus to something else. There's nothing wrong with doing that because we still have lives to lead. You know, we got to live our life. So, if, you know, you don't have to stay focused on one thing because I feel like if you just stay focused on one thing your entire life, you're going to be in trouble. You know, too much of one thing is going to, you know, it could be a good thing. Too much of a good thing is bad. 
you know? Totally. And I think, too, like, if you're pushing for a cause, you're better off um, stepping back from it and thinking about how to best attack it. Right. And that can only happen when you're thinking positively. If right. you're thinking nev- negatively, like, oh, like, everything sucks, blah, 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 then that's, those are the kinds of answers you're going to come up with, you right. know? Whereas if you're able to, like, okay, let me work out, let me have a good day, let me play some video games, let me, you know, shoot outside on my basketball hoop, whatever. And then, you know, the next day you come back and you're like, you know what? This individual law is pretty messed up. <laughs> let me, let me, let me try to start some petitions, you yeah. know, like get people rallied around something right. good. And sometimes um, it happens during the middle of those things, you know, because now your mind is, you know, you're, you're freeing up your thoughts because now you're not so focused on one thing. And you could be in the middle of, you know, playing basketball or working out. You're like, oh, something just hit me. And I didn't think about that before, you know. So it is good to, you know, kind of shift your focus into some other things, you know, at least for a little while. So that way you're, uh, you know, you're getting a break from all this, all the stuff that's going on. Bro, doesn't the last four months, each month in 2020 feels like a year? <laughs> it's like. You just, it, it happens and then something goes on. I mean, it, every single month it, it's just been just this, 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 and this. I mean, it's been rough. It's been really rough. It's, it's the craziest year ever. Like, the virus was the crazy, like, I mean, you know, it's just one thing after another. Yeah. yeah I mean, we had, we had Kobe. That ruined the year. That yeah, that was just like, all right, we're we're done, you know. And then we had Donald Trump, you know, with the whole we may go to World War Three stuff. And it was like, man, twenty twenty is just crazy. Oh man, now then we got hit with the virus because the virus is already kind of like looming. We're like, it is it going to come out here? Or is it not? So we already knew about it over there. We're like, and, and I already knew. I said, man, once if it's spreading like that, all it takes is one person to fly out you know, overseas or wherever they go, and it's worldwide. And now we see, you know, how, how big it's, uh, how, how bad it's been. I remember watching something from Bill Gates like four years ago, and he said that the only thing he was afraid of, not the only, but the main thing he was afraid of was an easily, you know, spreading pandemic. Yeah. And that was it. Only because of how bad it was back in the day right. when, there wasn't a jet blue flight every 15 minutes. <laughs> right. And now this is so easy to transport it. And that's what happened. You know, and unless you, I think that uh, I, I read something the other day. I don't know if it was New Zealand or Sweden, but they actually eradicated coronavirus in their country because they literally isolated everybody. They, they closed their borders and if you came into the country, like you're, you know, you had to come in for like essential business, they would uh, monitor you for, I think, like seven days or something. Wow. And they haven't had a new, they haven't had a new coronavirus um, infection in the last two or three weeks now. That's so impressive. Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, that that's pretty amazing. What's so scary now, though, is that 
you know, like even like some of, you know, some people I know, they just don't care anymore. Yeah. They've gotten to the breaking point where it's like, if I get it, I get it, you know, and I know that Arizona, when they opened up, I know people are like, man, I'm just going to Arizona, forget it, because they're open. I want to get out. I want to do stuff. And I, I read that Arizona is now um, like a hot spot. They're, they're a hot spot. <clears throat> so, you know, it, it's crazy. You know, now they're getting upticks and, you know, the states are opening. And I think people are, they're not taking things serious because if they say you no longer require a face mask, well, just just be smart and just still wear a face mask. You know, do all the normal things that you're doing the last few months so that way you're still safe. But now we can enjoy the regular things that we that have been taken away. We'll still be responsible. All these all these habits that we've developed over the last three, four months. Let's keep those habits. But now we can enjoy it so that way we don't get them taken away again. Yeah, man. Like I saw clubs opening back up in Arizona. I'm like, what? Yeah, they have bars, clubs. They deal with that. Yeah, like, and nobody had masks, so no, everybody was just close proximity. College kids, forget about it. Yeah, they're like, I don't care what you got going on. I'm here. <laughs> on, I mean, we saw, we saw how it was what they were saying during spring break. They're like, I'm here. I spent my money to get over here, and the 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 worst part for me with that was, you have to go home, and if you live with your parents. Now your parents are older. Like, they're more vulnerable than you are. So you may not even, you know, get sick, but you could take it to your, your parents, and now now they're sick. You know, yeah. just, I don't think people will realize how serious it is. I mean, it's scary what it can actually do to your body. No, it's it's super true. Um, and you never know. Like, so right. like, a lot of people don't. Like they say, people with conditions, sometimes you don't know what you have. <laughs> you never know. So it's better safe than sorry. But, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that, you know, we kind of get lucky. <laughs> but yeah. that's about all because we're not being smart now. I mean, some right. states are. Like, I know uh, New York's been a lot better. Like, where I am in Connecticut, it's been pretty good. Although, you know, they're definitely, when you go to the beach, there are a lot of, a lot of gatherings. Um, oh, oh gotcha. We'll just put it like that. Yeah, um, but but yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely hopeful. We have to be, man, because you know we hope majority of people are going to do the right thing. You know, and, and the, the biggest thing we hope for a vaccine. <laughs> Bro, that would be that would be a game changer. Yeah. So I mean, they're they I guess they're I mean, they say they're working on it, but you never know what's really going on. So he's got to. Do what we're supposed to do. We do our job and you know make sure we're we're safe and you know at this time that's the only thing that we can really do. Totally. Well, my man, where where can people find you best on social media? Instagram, TikTok, I'm on TikTok. Same thing. TikTok. I've been on TikTok. Real quick, talk to me. Do you love TikTok? <laughs> Funny thing is, I I still don't even really know how to use TikTok. I, I really don't. Like, I don't know how this stuff works. I just, I go on there, I put a video up. I mean, it's, literally, I just put it up and just kind of let it go. I don't even really, I, I see people doing TikToks and they, you know, they're they're being very creative. And I'm like, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, have a, I have a lot of ideas that I could do. 
And I'm like, but, you know, like the last, you know, it's just been so crazy, you know, but um, it's it's going, you know. I, I see I see what people are doing. I try and pick up a little bit here and there, but, you know, I, I really haven't had time to, like, go on there and, like, really understand, you know, how it works. I mean, it's, but TikTok is like the new Vine, you know. You have, like, the... The, the quick funny videos and you know you got a certain amount of time and, and the biggest thing is that you just you got to get their attention quick if you don't then they're like oh, i'm going to the next one and that's really what it is quick. yeah and the algorithm i mean it's all just about watch time people are watching a video multiple times you'll win right right so yeah. and that that's like i paid attention to like a couple things like that so just to you know, if it's the, either the thumbnail or you got to put like a little caption at the bottom, like wait till the end or, or just small things like that just to, yeah. to see if, you know, hey, maybe you will like the video. But a lot of times when they see it like you got two seconds and does it kept my attention? I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Real quick, last question before we continue uh, getting your, your socials to everybody. If you could go back and tell your 18 year old self one thing, what would that be? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, just one thing, or a couple things. Well, one, I would tell them to work out because I never worked out. I just played basketball, and I would always get injured because I wasn't working out. So I wasn't taking care of my body. You know, I would just go out there play basketball for four or five hours a day. And not understanding how, you know, physical fitness comes into, you know, longevity. You know, I tore my ACL, um, I think when I was 18, 19, you know. Um, so, like, just different things like that. You know, I would always just go out there and, you know, so that, that kind of derailed me playing basketball because, you know, I had tore my ACL and, you know, Understanding how rehab is now and, and the workouts are now. I mean, there's people are way more athletic now, you know, just because, you know, like the last, you know, two, three years, it's just jumped so much in regards to like training and uh, I mean, everybody is like becoming dunkers now, you know, it's true, you know, and, and I'm not and it's not trying to say that they're not hoopers, but. You know, it's, it's now it's kind of like, this is what you do. I'm a dunker. You know, they may not even really play basketball, but what they do is dunk because now it's on, uh, there's something that so-called as a professional dunker now. You it's know? a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and sky's the limit of what you can be, you know, and I guess that's the biggest thing. Maybe I would say that, you know, it's like sky's the limit of what you could be. You know, maybe, hey, if you are going to be, you know, hey, you, if you are going to be a trick shot cop, these are things that you should do. You know, maybe get it started earlier, you know, because, you know, the people that, you know, you're able to reach and make a difference uh, with is, you know, it could have been going on a long time ago, you know. Totally. Well, bro, you're the man. Where people can find you on Instagram, at trick shot cop. TikTok, same handle. Same uh, thing. Are you on anywhere else? Okay. I got YouTube, Trickshot Cop. I haven't been on in a while because all the COVID stuff. So I'm going to get back. But uh, yeah, that's it. I'm all, I got Facebook. I don't even know how to use Facebook, to be honest with you. I got one. <laughs> well, I got, I, got, I got a, a full time job. I got to figure out how to manage other stuff, you know? It's a lot, but you do it well. Thank you for coming Thank on. You. Yeah, appreciate it.